brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. The Bible says, be not deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. All right, it's 4 p.m. on Wall Street. Do you know where your money is? Welcome to Financial Issues, where we align reality with truth. Conservative talk radio you can count on. Financial issues that you need to know. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We will simply apply to government the common sense that we all use in our daily lives. Now, here's your host, Dan Celia. Good morning. Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm Dan Celia. It's great to be here. Uh, we will uh, get your call, 610-363-1110, 610-363-1110. So we will get to your phone calls. Uh, all the indices are in negative territory right now, down about 1%. Oil's down just over 1% at 5166. So we'll see how the markets open. I don't expect the markets <clears throat> to have a good day. I don't expect the markets to really have a good week, to be honest with you. I think that there's definitely going to be a pullback, uh, definitely going to be a pullback. I don't want to say a, I shouldn't have said that, a pullback. Um, the markets are definitely going to begin to pull back, I would suspect, this week from all indications of what I have seen. So um, remember where we are. And this, this is confirmation of what we've been saying for a long time in the fact that the, the, uh, the, the notion that the economy is going to do better, the market is going to do better under a Biden administration is comical at best. The markets have been overvalued for a very, very long time. They were overvalued at the very beginning of the Trump administration, and then they became, they started to become uh, in, uh, you know, a, a place where they were in balance, okay? They, they weren't quite as overvalued because earnings from corporate America was picking up, so the valuation started to come down a little bit. That was good news. Right. So nobody was too awfully concerned about valuations. One record high, record high, record high, record high, you know, 10 this month, 20, 30, on and on it went. We saw that through the whole uh, Trump administration. I said about a week or two ago that reality is going to set in. It's going to set in sooner or later. The reality of what is going to happen in the markets. I'm not talking about the economy. 
I'm talking about the markets. So I said that the very next day, I don't remember what, what day it was, some of you might, but the very next day, we start reading in the Wall Street Journal about overvaluation and seeing a painful pullback. No kidding. Didn't happen right away, but it is. Be, I think it's going to begin to happen uh, the rest of this month, off and on, unless we get some sort of outlandish uh, high earnings reports, which isn't going to happen. And even if that happened, one would have to think that everybody's going to be smart enough to realize that's a temporary thing. Now, so the pullback is likely to start. The difference in the over-evaluation now is they all know, and this is the confirmation that they all know, that the confirmation that they all they all supported with their money, they all on Wall Street, supported with their money this far-left agenda because it was the politically correct thing to do. They didn't want to get shunned on social media, so they had to do the right thing and say the right thing and all of that. They had to pretend like they were voting for Biden when really their intentions were to vote for President Trump. They probably did. Those votes fell into that deep, 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 deep hole of corruption in the election system. So now they're looking at a pro-bigger government, pro-more spending, pro-social control, pro-more government control, pro-more regulatory burden, pro-higher taxes, right? We're seeing all of this begin to settle in. And they're starting to think about some of that. Guess what? They're not real happy. Guess what? It's too stinking late. The difference between over-evaluation Overvaluation in a pro-growth, pro-corporate America, pro-American worker, pro-American um, company, pro-profit, lower taxes, lower regulatory burden is very different than what I just outlined as the Obama administration. The overvaluation in all those things I just mentioned in the Trump administration is okay because they believe that corporate earnings, corporations in a pro-growth environment like that is going to balance everything out and be a self-correcting force in a very strong growing economy. We don't have that anymore. We're not going to have that again I would argue that we're never going to have that again because of the spineless caucus and and the party-run media that is not going to do anything about the corruption, and they're going to be free to do it again. So the notion that this is going, there's ever going to be 
free and fair elections again is about as misguided as this election people saying was fair that was it was fair it's ridiculous i said early on way back when this is the last election if president trump doesn't get elected think about this you've got a democratic controlled senate democratic controlled house and a and a far progressive right, uh, white house they are going to add to those numbers they will load the courts supreme courts by the way that's okay supreme court justices keep your mouth shut because you've been keeping your mouth shut this entire time you refuse to hear certain things you've lost your right to say a word, whine, moan, or complain about anything. Don't go quoting the Constitution when you've ignored the Constitution. So don't go playing that game. No, you've lost your credibility in that realm. So what do we do? Well, I, I don't know. I'm trying to get through all that, but one of the things that we better start thinking about is the fact that we ought to be grateful for the cash positions that we have. We might want to enlarge our cash positions. I'll be talking about that more. If you are a partner and you were on the website this morning, you heard about a seven-minute or so commentary about some things that I'm working on. Uh, I am doing the best I can to try to get together uh, a strategy. It's a little difficult, but we'll do something. The decision that I have to make is do we err on the side of precaution, preservation, uh, and lack of optimism, or do we we err on the side of being overly aggressive and move full steam ahead? Most of you know me pretty well by now. You know that's not the way we're going to go. We made some very uh, significant profits, and this may be the time to take those profits. So we're going to watch all of this closely, needless to say. I know a lot of you are going to have questions. 610-363-1110. So uh, we'll see how things go. Remember... When you dial in and you get into the board, you're going to be on hold automatically. You will hear the... The AFA Journal is the monthly magazine of the American Family Association. Sorry about that ugly out there. I was uh, rambling on and lost track of time there. I apologize. Uh, one of the things I was just mentioning uh, before we, or after we actually went to break, uh, I was still talking. I mentioned that, you know, when you're on hold, you're going to hear the program, right? So uh, we'll get to phones, but you're going you're to hear the program while you're on, you're on hold, so you're free to call in. 610-363-1110. All right, so I was talking about a little bit about what, what we can expect. And 
Uh, again, we're in this pullback period in all likelihood. We'll see how things end up today. But it's very, very sad to me about Wall Street. And, you know, I, I got to tell you something. I'd be extremely concerned about there was a commentary in the Wall Street Journal this morning. It wasn't a commentary. It was actually written by one of the Wall Street um, Journal columnists. But uh, his quote was, fund managers are often compared to dart-throwing monkeys that might be too flattering, that those words might be too flattering for those who get most of the attention. It is really, um, you know, the, the, the problem on Wall Street today. There aren't enough real if you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Analysts, there just aren't. And it is a concern, as it should be, uh, when we move through this. So let me just say that in 2020, in 2020, the Dow climbed about 7.2%. Pretty good for the Dow. The S&P wrapped up the year just over 16% for 2020. Now, the average fund, the average portfolio that... U.S. stock funds, just U.S. stock, that was a well-diversified portfolio, averaged about 19.1%, very close to 20%, pretty significant. So you should be somewhere between 20% and 7.2%, worst case scenario. Some of you may be better. Now, I am counting being in the market the entire year fully invested and not making any moves, changes, buys, or sells. It's the only way you can make a fair comparison. So 
what do we do now? What do you all do that are depending upon advisors, not economists, not analysts of where things are going or how things are doing, whether it be the international markets, the the emerging markets or developed nations here and abroad, how are they doing? What is their projection? Is it a projection of hunker down and be in protection mode? And if you're in protection mode, what exactly are you protecting? Are you protecting your dollars that you have not realized? In other words, are you protecting gains? Are you protecting monies that you're not sure what you're going to do with from this point on? Are you protecting that so that you can pay your bills so you're bringing it all home in cash and you are going to pay your bills by cash? I don't even know. if Can you do that? I don't even know if you can. I know you can't pay a mortgage payment in cash. I don't know. Used to be a day you could pay your electric bill and such. I don't think you can do that either. So, anyway, you know, we've got the European Central Bank, Christine Lagarde, just to give you an idea of where things are headed in a hurry. She is going to be moderating a panel on global financial analytics as one of the biggest central bankers in the world. No, she's not. I just said that because I thought it would be fun to say what she should be doing. She is moderating a panel at the One Planet Summit in Paris. Okay, a very powerful central banker. She's moderating a summit on the One Planet Summit in Paris. Just in case you're wondering why the European Union can't seem to get their act together. Meanwhile, our Atlanta Fed president is speaking on the economic outlook today. Our Dallas Fed president is speaking on economic outlook at a virtual town hall meeting tonight at 6 o'clock Eastern time. But Christine Lagarde is moderating One Planet Summit in Paris. Look, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not coming down all the environmentalists and all the, you know, carbon footprint people. I'm, I'm not. There are plenty of those there, and they ought to be monitoring that because somehow, some way, they get paid to do that. 
Okay, so let them do that. But the European Central Bank president? So, look, we will now have a president of the United States of America and a administration on January 20th that I am reasonably certain will be attending such summits. Talking with Iran, talking with Syria, figuring out ways to destroy the occupiers, the Israelis, in their minds. Occupiers, that's not me saying that. I'm talking about what the progressive left thinks. This is what we're going to be dealing with. And we have the big bankers and the Wall Street folks who have embraced the globalist, new globalist mentality of the left. And some of you might ask the question, Do we stand a prayer? Let me just repeat what I said. We've got an administration, the left, probably the entire cabinet of the left, embracing the globalist, socialist, Marxist, communist regimes of the globalist in Europe. Of course we don't stand a chance. We're not embracing underlying fundamentals of the economy and saying, what are we going to do here? We got to bring in more manufacturing. We got to do less trade imports, more trade exports. We got to be treated fairly on our trade deals, no more taking advantage of us because all that taking advantage of us does is force us to spend more money so we can help all of them. So we get deeper in debt, we get no growth in the economy, but everybody's happy and singing kumbaya, holding hands around the campfire. Isn't that a beautiful thing? That's where, that's, that's the difference. That's the difference in the two administrations, in case you're wondering. Now, in about six months, we're going to hear this collective sigh coming out of Wall Street and the big banks, and it's going to sound something like, oops. That's what it's going to sound like. But here's the thing. We've got brilliant financial analysts, financial advisors, financial people, big bankers that everybody watches and everybody reads and everybody quotes every word that they say, big fund managers that everybody is hanging on every word that they talk about because they're so brilliant, they're so good at predicting what's going to happen. They're so good at protecting their clients and making sure that America is strong and healthy. There's only one problem. 
They weren't very good at seeing any of this coming because they couldn't see it. And if they could see it, they don't deserve to be where they are because they laughed at what they saw and did nothing about it. So one has to believe that they couldn't see it. They weren't smart enough. In all their brilliance, they missed it. And they will all be saying, I don't know what happened. But, you know, if Trump had, they'll be blaming the Trump administration for the next whenever. They're going to be blaming the Trump administration. Nancy Pelosi wants to run Trump out. He's got nine days before he's gone. They want to impeach him and make him resign. You know why? Because if they impeach him and they run him out of office through that impeachment, guess what? Take a guess. He can't run again in 2040. So they're saying the news is there's even some GOP people agreeing with that. Yeah, people like Chris Christie, who has this distorted illusion that he's going to run for president again. He doesn't want to run against Trump. He can't win. Nobody wants to run against Trump again. All right, 610, 363, 1110. Welcome back, six ten, three six three, eleven ten. You know, I know so many of you watch our um, FISM news. By the way, it airs on Tuesday evenings at 7 o'clock and on Thursday evenings at 7 o'clock. Um, so, and it, and it airs, uh, if it doesn't, it's going to start airing on Wednesday mornings early at like 6 or 7 and, and uh, later on the, in the evening. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved, Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. 
They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. On Tuesdays and Thursdays as well. Uh, just recaps of the last couple of days. But there's an article on there, and uh, Ian Patrick... Uh, did a little, you'll see the clip of it uh, on FISM News, but Ian, um, the way I understand it, I guess I don't really understand, but what is ex- what exactly is CVS Walgreens is now administering the vaccine? Um, I'm hearing things that it's going to be now for available for people over 55 or uh, instead of 65 or just nursing homes or what's the deal? Can you walk into CVS and get a vaccine? I, I wish it were that simple. But uh, as of right now, CVS and Walgreens are just saying that uh, they're partnering or rather nursing homes are partnering with CVS and Walgreens uh, in order to distribute some COVID vaccines. I'm not particularly sure which one, whether it's Pfizer or Moderna or a combination of the two. But um, according to these numbers right here, about 35,000 long-term care facilities uh, have partnered with Walgreens over this, and about 8,000 have partnered with CVS. So they're pretty much just providing or available vaccines for these nursing homes to uh, distribute amongst the uh, patients and the staff working there. Okay. So, and do they have, do they... Do you know if Walgreens and CVS is expecting to get more access to more vaccines or um, uh, to I do where know, they will eventually open up to the general public? I do know that um, as of right now, they are, uh, well, they're pushing this particular vaccine because uh, rollout has been a little slower than the government's been expecting. Um, like as of as of this story that we did last week, um, or rather as of January 5th, it says about 5 million people had received the dose and they expected 20 million to have received the dose by the end of 2020. So they're, uh, the rollout's falling a little bit behind. So I do know at least for this particular instance, CVS and Walgreens are attempting to just distribute it quicker to um, nursing homes. I, don't, I haven't seen any word about whether or not they're going to personally offer them like um, – uh, to regular patients or anybody who wants to walk in and grab one. I haven't seen anything about that yet, but we're still looking into it just to see what's changed. It's changing on a daily basis. So, you know, one day they might say yeah. something and then another day they might say, Hey, we got the vaccine. Come on in and get it. So uh, we're keeping on top of it just in case. Now this is the Moderna. <clears throat> this is the Moderna. Uh, well, this, I'm not hundred percent sure. Uh, both of them are both the Pfizer okay. BioNTech and Moderna are, two-shot vaccines, two-dose vaccines that require a few weeks apart before you get the second dose. Um, so I'm oh, not okay. sure if it's one. Oh, I didn't one. know Moderna was. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if it's one or the other or a combination of both. I assume it's a combination, but um, I, that's not – I haven't validated that yet. I'm still looking into that. Great. Okay. Good deal. Thank, I'm sure you're going to stay with the story and follow up. Oh, absolutely. People yeah. want to hear – People want to hear more or see it, then uh, they'll check it out, folks. FISM.TV. Click on the news tab. You'll be able to uh, stay in tune with that. Thanks, Ian. I sure appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yep. <clears throat> Good stuff. I know I know. Ian's busy. I didn't really uh, – he wasn't planning on uh, being 
uh, me asking that, but I, I, do, uh, I do appreciate the clarification. So many people are interested in this and what is happening with these vaccines, and I suspect there are others in the works. I saw one um, I read in the Jerusalem Post this morning that there's a nasal vaccine that is just a spray um, vaccine. So I suspect that is something that they're going to continue to work on as well. So we'll watch that. We'll see how that goes. Um, folks, we have our ag report coming up, and we, we really need to pay close attention. If you're a farmer or rancher in particular, uh, these numbers and where they're going, uh, we are, well, some are expecting anyway, a fair amount of Mm, volatility, maybe some inflation coming in, maybe some hyperinflation. Uh, remember, I mentioned to you last week, these are some things that I'm working on very, very closely. Talked about it to our partners as well on the website. Mentioned it again this morning on the podcast on the website. So if you're a partner, make sure you go and listen. It's about a seven-minute uh, little uh, kind of what I'm thinking and working on. So check that out. On the 19th or 20th, somewhere in that neighborhood, 18th to 20th, we're going to have uh, the new website's going to be out, the, the uh, new portfolio tracker as well as the new asset allocation models. But here's the thing. I'm trying to see if when they are launched, the asset allocation models will be accurate. They might not be because right now, the ones that we were going to launch, I'm changing. So I'm waiting for from our IT guy to give me a heads up on whether I can go ahead and change that now on the site that's not up on the, uh, before it's launched or change as soon as it gets up. So I'm, I'm waiting for that, but that's going to change a little bit. Not a lot, but it's going to change a little bit from what I've already made changes, which you haven't seen yet. So keep an eye out for that. It's come, it'll probably be up some, somewhere between the, the uh, 18th uh, and 20th, somewhere in that neighborhood. So we'll watch I want you to watch for that, and um, we'll see how, hopefully, we'll get that out. There's going to be a lot of changes, folks. I'll tell you this much. Uh, I am looking for a set of analytics that I'm going to start uh, uh, following. And one of the things that is um, going to be helpful is the analytics that I have from the Obama administration. Because I think, I don't think, because what's going to happen is the same exact play in the playbook of Biden is going to be uh, torn out exactly as it's written from the Obama economic playbook. And some of the play calls that are going to be made are things like making sure that BLS, Department of Labor, uh, and numerous other parts of the administration, like the Commerce Department and the Census Bureau, are all going to be playing out of the same playbook. And they did a great job of that during the Obama administration 
to a certain extent. They did a great job in conning what little bit of media that was not left-leaning to think. They didn't do a good job doing it or executing the play because it was laughable to me as I was going on the government website and using their own website to um, indict them for what they had just put out. So maybe they'll do a better job than that. The upside of it is after January 20th, we will no longer have the party of media. We will have the state-run media after January 20th. It will be, if you're a journalist, you graduate, I guess you're going to have to fill out a federal employment application or a state-run application, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, the state-run media is going to run with the superficial uh, headlines that are put out, no matter what. They're going to go with it. They're going to run with that. That's why they're state-run. So uh, we'll see how, how uh, it goes, but that's exactly what's going to happen. So at least I've got a somewhat of a track record here of, with the Obama administration to give me a look at the plan. Anyway, um, let me go to phones. Let me go to Daryl. Daryl's calling us from West Virginia. Hey, Daryl. Good morning, sir. How are you? Can you? I'm well. I'm glad that you exist and you persist in these uh, frightening times of free speech limitations and state-run media. Uh, I also enjoy your humor. I'm from the Northeast, so I don't know if everybody else do, does, but I do. So thank you. Um, partner for four <laughs> good, pa- good. Partner, partner for four years, and uh, I didn't do the twenty dollars a month, sir, uh, but I did do an end of the year contribution that was the equivalent. and uh, we'll plan to continue to do that. I, I know that that doesn't that messes with your schedule, but um, <clears throat> no, no, that, that's a huge help, Darrell. I'm so grateful for that. Thank you. Sir, my two questions are this. Um, TL55 um, just got bought out, and I didn't know what your recommendations were. And then I had a separate question regarding my 86-year-old mother. So TL55 is, um, you know, it is what it is right now. It isn't going to change. So whatever it is at the end of... um, I would say at the end of the week, but even right now, is the best you're going to do with it. Um, I, I believe, at least my first impression is, that the group that bought them is not biblically responsible. Uh, so I heard, but then when I did some further checking, uh, it seemed to me that they might be. by Dan are his own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors. 
let me go <clears throat> let me go back to phones. I was talking to Daryl from West Virginia. Uh, Daryl had a question about his uh, mom. Hey, Daryl. Good morning. So, mom's eighty six. Good morning. And it mom's eighty six and is in a residential living home and has thirty thousand dollars and and is covering her income by her social security check, but there's an extra $500 a month. And she called me and my brother and that said, what do I do with this 30,000 and the $500 extra? So she's in good health and I'm nervous about doing anything. It's just sitting in a bank. But I said, I, I know somebody I could ask. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I mean, you know, if she has 30,000, and she's spending an extra 500 is that what you mean no she um her social security check um is covering her expenses and she has 500 per month left over that she oh, just is oh, 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 oh. putting in the bank i would i would keep building up the <laughs> savings in the bank i mean there's no way i mean it would she can't invest it i mean it's not even a it's not even an option I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do any kind of, I mean, I might put it into a, uh, one of those C categories just to maybe get a little bit more. Uh, but you know, there's going to be a little bit of risk with that. And, you know, she, she may need, she may need that money at any moment, maybe never, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't invest it too risky. Just just leave it alone. Maybe put it in a CD. You can do that as well. That would be okay with that. But um, it's certainly too volatile in the upcoming 12 months to do any, do any investing for that. Okay. Okay. Thank you, sir. I do appreciate your ministry. You're welcome, Daryl. Thank you for your support, man. I really do appreciate it. It's what keeps us going, and I thank you so much for it. God bless. You too, sir. <clears throat> Yep, thank you. Let me go to Dale in Oklahoma. Hey, Dale. Good morning, Dan, and God bless you. And, and hopefully God bless all of the Christians that are trying to do the right thing in our nation, and hopefully we can come out of mm. this. Uh, I have a, a comment and a question. Uh, first of all, my comment is that I should have been uh, doing a checking against my IRA uh, at least two or three years ago because there is an advantage of doing uh, checking against an IRA in the fact that you reduce the uh, taxable ordinary income uh, instead of withdrawing it from the IRA in, into your checking uh, you, you write those checks directly to the charity or whatever right and, uh, Right. You really, uh, really, in the long term, you, you're you're not only lessening, uh, reducing your tax, but also uh, reducing the principal, which is the RMDs calculated on. And uh, exactly. Anyway, yep. that's my comment, and I think seniors really need, okay. to, and like in my position, need to really look at that. And. Well, I've been talking about for a long time, and I know a lot of people have uh, have changed over and got that checking uh, on their IRA account uh, to do their charitable giving. Uh, as every you know, every after I talk about it, people always 
comment or write write and say, you know, thank you for that. I didn't know you could do that. And so um, they want to know, people want to know why the brokers don't tell them that. Well, they don't want to make it any easier for outflows uh, out of the fund. They don't want to make it any easier than it already is, obviously. So that's why they don't say anything. Thanks, Dale. I appreciate hey, wait, wait. it. Good, I good stuff. Question. I have a question. Okay. Uh, uh, real quick, uh, I'm 80. And I have 10 years. My uh, IRAs are up uh, 12 to 14 percent. Is it time to kind of cash out some of those big gainers? And I'm an income uh, investor. Yeah. Um, well, you can't. You can't if you're using the income. You know, if you're actually taking the income and you're supplementing your income with it, you got to be careful that you don't want to sell out of those, even though they're up. They may be up in value, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's, it's like I've always said about income investors. You can't get real excited and, and happy when things are up, or you can't get real uh, sad and down in the dumps when things are down. It it you know, you just got to worry about collecting that income, the supplementing your income. So well, if not, you are we're not really, we're not really uh, using it to supplement our income. We're, oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. Discretionary want. <laughs> you oh, know, okay. something we want rather well, than need. Yeah. So if you're not, if not, you, if you're not using the income. Uh, yet to supplement your income and you want to cash in on some of those big gainers, yeah, that's a fine thing to do. You can do that anytime you want. Yep. I would do I'm it. I'm just afraid of the market. And yeah, that's fine. And that's, and, and that's how you eliminate the fear. Get out. So, you know, take those gains so you, you don't, you don't uh, watch them uh, be diminished. You know, so... Um, Look, I, I I don't want anybody to lose sleep over over their uh, over their money and over their gains or losses or whatever. So you got to do what you think is right. If it's a if you're a long long term investor and you're not worried about it, and you're just leaving everything sit anyway. Then you know it's okay. You can take it, or it's okay to leave it in there because it becomes somewhat of a, a foundational stronghold, a piece of yeah. your portfolio. And that's a good that's a good thing, if you're a long term investor. But look, it's never wrong to take profits. It's just not part of my strategy. But it's never wrong yeah, to but, do it. Well, I'm just kind of afraid that since I have approximately ten years to live, if the market goes down the next four years, uh, it might not uh, get back up where it is now. By the time I kick the bucket. Well, I mean, it's always, it's, you know, you, time is everything. And you should always be thinking about that. And, you know, that's, a, that's another good reason to capture your gains now. Uh, like I said, if you're, if you're not a long, long-term investor, which you are not, then it's, you should always capture your gains. There's nothing wrong with doing that. It makes a lot of sense. Okay. Well, all right. All Thanks, Dale. Thank you, and God bless you, Dan. Thank you.
Thank you. I appreciate that. Let's see if we can get uh, Tim in here from Illinois. Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. How you doing, man? Hey, uh, um, I'm doing okay. Thanks. Russ, once, once you uh, have to go underground, you got to let us all know how to get in touch with you, my friend, and, and where you're going to be broadcasting, whether it be on shortwave radio or... Or what have you? But, um, I will. I was. Actually, I promise I will. I, I was yep. actually there on Wednesday. It was quite the experience. I got to tell you, I'm saddened at the way it turned out and and how uh, all this stuff went down. But um, you know, it's we'll mm. get through it. We'll get through it. We have a king that's on the throne, and, and it really doesn't matter in that respect. So that's um, right. Hey, doesn't I got matter. a quick question. We're we're actually in pretty good shape. Uh, we had an inheritance come in a few years ago, and. We had done some stuff in real estate and things like that, and I pulled all that back because I kind of got tired of being a, a, a rental guy. And so we own our home, and uh, um, I've got uh, about, you know, a quarter of what we have in Timothy right now. Um, I'm about ready to, to and do something with about another 250 uh, in capital, and I'm just not sure we were looking at, should we diversify even further into uh, um, uh, precious metals? You know, I know you're not a big fan of that, but I was just trying to get your insight. You know, are the, the allocation models still the way to go, in, in your opinion? Should we do a little bit more or someone in our shape where we're, I just want to try and protect what we have more so than, than anything else? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think you should do anything. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go into any kind of um, precious metals right now. I would, I would hold off. I would wait. Okay. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily be putting that money in. You can always add to your Timothy positions, but I like the idea of waiting until they go down, or if they are down, adding to those rather than dollar-cost okay. averaging up. So the reason you okay. want that cash is to have the opportunity to do that. Gotcha. So just All right. Keep the cash position. Thank now. you, Tim. Thank you, Dan. Yep. Stay in the cash position. All right. Thanks, All right. Tim. God bless. All right, folks. Uh, we're coming up at the end of this hour. Well, that was quick. Uh, we'll get right back to phone 610 610-363-1110. 610-363-1110. 363-1110, if you want to cue your call. You know, um, I said some things about alternatives, somewhat alternatives. The same strategy that I used in 2008 and 9 and talked about even into 2010 about some things to... Preserve, preserve your uh, assets and an alternative to American cash to maybe some foreign cash if it's the right foreign cash. Might be something to consider. Maybe I'll talk a little bit more about it when we get back. All right, 610-363-1110. We've got another two hours left. We're going to break. As soon as we get back from break, we'll get right back to the phone. We'll be back right after this. If we ever forget that we're one nation under God, 
then we will be a nation gone under. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. We in America should be grateful to God for the blessings he's given us. Don't let anyone tell you that America's best days are behind her. We have got to fight for this nation because I believe with all my heart this nation is in fact one nation under God. Good morning. Welcome back to Financial Issues. If you want to cue your call up, you can do that. Uh, We've got our ag report coming up here uh, this morning right now. The ag report's going to be, not right now, but in a few minutes. Uh, The ag report's going to be critically important uh, in the upcoming weeks, something we want to pay uh, very careful attention to. It is, we do this, uh, it's primarily for our farmers and our ranchers, but you know, at the same time, it is something that we all need to be thinking about and, uh, as we watch these commodity prices, because these commodity prices, this equates to uh, inflation. It gives us a look, a snapshot of inflation, so uh, and where it's headed and what's going to happen. You know, these higher wheat prices are going to lead to eventually. I hope it does to higher bread prices. Why do I hope it does? Because I hope that they don't just uh, lay it on the farmer like they always do. You know, uh, I hope that's not the case. It's a little bit different with grains. They're able to, uh, you know, they've got to take it for, for um, 
you know, what it's costing the farmers. But at the same time, you know, these wheat prices <clears throat> are going up. That's just one example. There's going to be less corn this year, more wheat in all likelihood. That, could that mean that corn prices go up? Yes, it could. Could it mean that bean prices are going to go up? Yes, it could. We're waiting to see about exports and how that's going to all shake out with all of this. Uh, one of the things is ethanol and the use of gasoline and where that's going to go. The, we're not going to have any friends in Washington in reference to our farmers. There will be people in Washington that are going to be talking about how much they love farmers and before any kind of election, they will be talking about it. Other than that, they don't care. They don't care. So uh, it's going to be irrelevant. They only want to increase. This isn't the Trump administration now. They only want to increase exports to China and South America and to Eastern Europe and things like that. They only want to do that if it benefits them personally in their pockets or it gives them some sort of uh, good standing with communist regimes, with regimes that hate us. They, this, remember, we're going back to the Obama administration. President Obama believed that he could love everybody into submission. I, I know they hate us. I know they want to kill us. But guess, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a few billion dollars in wooden boxes, and I'm going to send that billions of dollars in cash to Iran. And I bet. When they get all that money, they are going to just love us and give us whatever they want, whatever we want. And here's the thing. I'm going to send the cash, billions of dollars, to Iran, and I'm not even going to tell them that they have to stop with this un annihilation of Israel. They can still be free to destroy Israel. It doesn't get any better than that. Surely... They're going to love us. Surely there's not going to be any more terrorist attacks on the United States. Surely they're going to love us. And I bet they give me back some of that money. Kind of under the table thing. You know how it works. I sound so cynical, don't I? It is because it's the truth. That's what goes on. That's what's happening. Are you think you think Mitch McConnell and half the other senators that are part of the the uh, spineless caucus of the Republican Party? You don't think they're dancing in the streets? They don't care. You think they care about the fact that I'm talking to a million people, calling them spineless weasels and a spineless caucus? You don't. They don't care. They care about the money that they're going to make. Do you remember? I hope you do. Back when President Trump first came in office, he gets inaugurated and the big push was Obamacare. We're going to get rid of it. And I was laughing. I wasn't laughing at President Trump. He was a little naive. But I was talking about it's ridiculous. Does he really think he's going to wipe out Obamacare? And what did I say? Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan by themselves took over $3 million from the health care lobby. Oh, yeah, sure, I'm going to let that bill go through. Are you kidding me? 
All we've got to do is follow the money and you can determine exactly how everything's going to get voted. But then here comes President Trump. They got a little scared. This guy means business. He's not a politician as usual. He's not going to let us get away with the same old, same old stuff. He's not going to let us do that. So we've got to kind of buckle down and try to do what is right for America. And we're going to have to forget about our own family to a certain extent. That's how it went, folks. I'm not being sarcastic. That's how it went. I'm being a little mean, maybe, but I'm not being sarcastic. Because that's exactly how it happened. And it's sad. And now there are the young people that have protested for the destruction of America that will be protesting 20 years from now trying to get America back. It won't ever happen. They did it in England. Didn't happen. They've done it in other places. Didn't happen. Once it goes, it's going to be gone. And we've already made a conscious decision to let it go. All right. We are going to our ag report. Here comes Craig Halgert with our ag report, and then we'll be back, and we'll try to stay for the next hour of 45 This is Craig Halgert with your financial issues ag update. The corn market was mixed on Friday with the nearby months mostly higher, while the deferred months were a bit weaker. In South American news, the Buenos Aires Exchange in Argentina says that 75% of that nation's corn crop is in a critical stage of development. It's going to need more rain than what is currently forecast to produce a good crop. Friday was also the first of a five-day rebalancing period for passive commodity index funds. As a part of the rebalancing effort in January, the funds sell the winners or gainers in 2020 and buy the losers to reposition their, their fund. And corn gained enough against other commodities in the last year that's going to require indexes to sell about 20,000 contracts of corn over the five-day rebalancing period. Soybeans traded higher Friday as they bounced back from Thursday's brief correction. From a technical standpoint, the market still appears to be significantly overbought, but that just doesn't seem to matter at this point. The market is focused on this week's USDA report, waiting to see if the numbers provided will be as friendly as what traders expect. Friday's market was also pushed higher by the announcement that China had purchased 204,000 metric tons of soybeans for delivery during the 2020-21 marketing year. The wheat markets were mixed on Friday with winter wheat trading lower as traders expect the USDA could show higher winter wheat acres seeded in this month's report. Winter wheat was further pressured by the expectations that the southern plains could receive some additional precipitation. Spring wheat, however, traded higher, perhaps an attempt to attract more acres this spring. Cotton futures finished slightly higher in a fairly uneventful day on Friday. At the close, we had March futures up a single point settling at 79.77. Livestock futures were lower straight across the board. February live cattle were down 50 cents, while feeder cattle, uh, March feeder cattle, were down 75 cents at the closing bell. Lean hog futures lost ground as well, with the February futures 42.5 cents lower for the day. Class 3 milk futures ended the week on a softer note. January futures closed 15 points lower as they settled at 16.70. And meat cutout values were all stronger. Choice box beef was up 99 cents, closing at 206.80. Select boxes were a dime higher as they settled at 196.69. 
Singapore carcass cutout values had a decent day, finishing a dollar and 18 cents higher as they closed at $81 even per hundredweight. This has been Craig Halgard with your financial issues egg up. Our faith and values shouldn't be compromised by the way we invest. Welcome back. 610-363-1110. If you want to cue your call up, you're welcome to do it. 610-363-1110. Well, I sure appreciate. Um, thank you, so, so many of you who have, uh, for some reason this week, and maybe it was me talking about it last week, have decided to come alongside us for that $20 a month. And some of you are doing it on an annual basis. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that at all. Uh, That is great. But, man, I'll tell you, to see this growing like it is, and it's not a lot of money, folks. We're only asking for $20 a month. Why? We're kind of playing a little bit of the law of large numbers. What we're hoping for is if we could get 2% of the people that listen to this program that actually uh, listen, not everybody that hears it from time to time, but the people that listen, uh, it would be an enormous, uh, it would be a huge amount of people, and it would have a huge impact on us. And we're just asking $20 a month. Go to financialissues.org, financialissues.org. Click on donation, put your $20, maybe it's 5 maybe it's 10 maybe it's 15 maybe it's 50 maybe it's 100 whatever it is. But $20 is what we would love to see a month. And click right underneath, there's a little box that says make this monthly, and you click on that. And we sure would appreciate it. It is an incredible blessing to us. We have a lot to be standing fast on, and we have a lot to stand firm upon. We have our Lord and Savior to stand firm upon. We have um, America to be fighting for and to be standing for. And we want to be able to do this for many, many, many years. And we will as the Lord provides. I'm not going to, I, I will tell you that I won't stop until the Lord calls me home, until he returns, preferably, or... Um, until we can't monetarily do it anymore. We have been blessed with 680 stations that we air on. This is the first year in four, I believe, years that going through our audit, I'm not making any real changes. Now, I might yet at the end of the uh, quarter but we have more and more stations that add the program, uh, you know, because they just, you know, they want us on there and a number of pro- another st- number of stations that uh, we love to participate and help. So 
we hope that you will do that. Financialissues.org. Click on Donate. Do what you can. Help us to stay in the battle and the fight and all that we do. I've got a lot of things uh, to be working on, and we have been blessed with a staff that is going to continue uh, to help us, people that we are able to mentor and to be here for the long term, and we're very excited about that. So we'll continue to do that with your help. 610-363-1110. Let me go to Dean. Dean's calling us from Arkansas. Hey, Dean. Hey, Dan. I hope you're doing well today. Um, I'm a partner. My wife and I are small business owners, and she, in the past few years, has started doing some business in Europe. And I guess I'm just a little ignorant Mm -hmm. to how the exchange rate works. And it always seems, even when we have a strong dollar, that the euro is valued higher. Is there a way that we could do business smarter and maybe what the outlook looks like as far as the economy with possibly a new administration? Uh, What's that looking like? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure I, um, understand. Are you, are you, uh, asking or thinking that the Euro is valued higher because it's stronger? Every time we, we need to get our U.S. dollars. Every well, I mean, I don't, I don't personally have any influence over whether the dollar is strong or not. I don't believe, but when we go to say make no. a purchase, it seems that the euro is always valued higher. Our U.S. dollar is worth less than the euro. Yeah, uh, the U.S. dollar is not worth uh, uh, is not um, valued lower than the euro. Remember. There is no set monetary system. As a matter of fact, the uh, U.S. dollar is generally far more valuable than the euro, and it's been like that for the last 20 years. That I don't see that changing. But you're dealing with a situation that is just plain old uh, deflation that is hurting the euro zone dramatically because of their inflation and uh, out of control uh, um, cost of everything. You know, um, they they um, there. It's not a it's not a question of the American that the American dollar had the strongest run in the last two years and it's had in a very, very long time. Uh, it's, you know, it's still, it's still up there. It has nothing to do with other, um, currencies of what we, you know, what we, uh, do. It's not because they're stronger than us, uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, it's just, they've got a very different structure on their cost of living and inflation. And it's, you know, it's a problem. They can't value 
their, they can't devalue or value their currency. It is a huge, huge problem for the Eurozone, and it's going to be. Uh, giving an example, you know, they could have they saved themselves from the Greece turmoil. Greece could have, if Greece could have devalued their currency. Well, they didn't have any currency. They had the euro currency. It couldn't be devalued because there's too many other countries in it that, that didn't want to devalue it. So uh, they can't even manage their dollar, uh, their, their currencies like we can. You have 17 different countries with 17 different parliaments trying to gr- agree on monetary policy. It's ridiculous. And the, the European Central Bank uh, has really not helped that situation much. So it is uh, a lot more complicated than uh, our dollar. And certainly under this administration, we are, like to see, we are likely to see the uh, dollar devalue, legitimately devalue for a consistent period of time because of uh, inflation that could likely rise. So, so if we, um, there's like nothing the we need years, to do or nothing we should do. Of like 5,000 euros, it, w- it would always cost us more U.S. dollars. So I, I guess I'm confused on of course. Like it would be like 6,500 yeah, U.S. dollars. Of co- of, yeah, of course it would. But you're, you're assuming that the euro dollar is based on the same yardstick of measure than the, than the U.S. dollar. That's what you're assuming, and it isn't even close. So you can't expect two totally different things. It would be like expecting an orange to cost as much as an apple because they're both fruit. But there are different factors. And, you know, that's when we, when we, when the euro measures the value of the dollar they aren't using anywhere close to the same indicators that we are using. There used to be a day before 1972 where there was a gold standard, and the gold standard was universal. There is no gold standard now, and everybody's currency is based on the full faith and credit of that government. If your government isn't real strong, your dollar is going to be more expensive. If your, if your government is very strong, then your dollar is going to be less expensive. It's, it's two different, but that's only one piece of the equation that values a currency. They're not the same. A dollar is not a dollar uh, everywhere. It's, it just can't be that way. So there's not a uniformed way of managing. It would be like saying, uh, hey, I can go to Israel and get five shekels for a dollar. So, so does that mean Israel is far less valuable than us? Well, I don't, I don't think so. It, it means their economy is probably one of the strongest in the world, which it is. But the, the, the valuation rate is very, very different. So um, you, can't, you, you can't use the same yardstick to measure the currency. That's, that's the problem. Okay. And that's and the problem the future, with being off the gold standard. in the future, you see that actually growing. 
Oh, absolutely. It's growing. Yeah, it's going to grow. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the unfortunate part about it is for the Eurozone, not for us. I mean, it's unfortunate for us, too. But in the Eurozone standpoint, they can't do anything about theirs. They can't. They have too many countries with too many of their own problems or their own wealth. So they're not, they, they can't really um, do anything about it. They are totally at the mercy of, uh, you know, their printing press, how much they print in relationship to their uh, inflation and so on and so forth. They, they can't, they're not going to, they can't have a true monetary system like Israel could, like United States uh, can, like Switzerland can, or, or Singapore can. They can't do that, not with 17 different nations. All right, folks, we'll be right back right after this. touchofmodern.com we get that the things you surround yourself with 610-363-1110 610-363-1110 if you want to cue your call you're welcome to do it 610-363-1110 let me go to Phones. Let me go to uh, Darlene from Indiana. Hey, Darlene. Hi. How are you today? Good. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Good. Um, I have a question. I have a 401k in a former employer. Uh, it's through Tia Kref. They've done fairly well for me over the years, but do I need to just roll that over into an IRA with them, or is there some place else I need to send that to? Yeah, so do you, are you still working and you have a new 401k or yes. not? Yes. I, I previously okay. lived in Kansas, and now I live in Indiana, and that was from an employer in Kansas. Okay. So uh, you can roll it into your current employer, 401k. Usually they will allow that. Or you can roll it into an IRA account that you establish outside of that. Um, Now, the TIAA, CREF, is, you know, if you have it in both the TIA side and the CREF side, they don't let you roll over, I always forget which side it is, I think it's the TIA side. They don't always let you roll that over, depends on what you have it in. But I definitely wouldn't leave it there because I'd want you to have more options. Okay. Yeah. And um, I think I, I heard you talking about Christian Community Credit Union. We um, sold our home this last year. Think, from Kansas, we've got thirty thousand dollars out of it, and we're going to use it. We're going to use it to, you know, refinance the down payment or whatever on another home. But we haven't been able to find one that we can afford or that we like yet. So it's sitting okay. in it's sitting in a savings account. I've looked in the financial institutions here in this town where we live, and nobody seems to have a money market that. It's worth anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, none of them really are. I mean, it's just the rates are so low everywhere. But I wouldn't be too concerned, uh, not if you're actively looking. Uh, the upside to that is it's going to help you move quicker. If you do find something that's in your price range and you like, you'll be able to move quickly. I would leave it alone where it is, darling. I would just leave it in a savings okay. account uh, for, okay. the, for that reason. I wouldn't try to earn too much because if you're going to try to earn even a little bit more, it could lock you up and you might yeah. lose a little liquidity on it. And I don't, I don't want you to do that. That wouldn't be wise. Right. right. Um, I, just, I just turned 63, and I did take Social Security because um, – my daughter passed away this year, and um, I'm kind of a caregiver to my grandson now, who's six. And so it just worked out better, especially with all the coronavirus and him being out of school at times and stuff for me to be there. So I have two other IRAs established, and I think I'm going to be okay financially, but, you know, we're always looking, <laughs> trying to decide. Yeah. Yes. Darlene, I would just advise you to think about combining all those IRAs. Okay. Um, 
Are, are they all in your name? Yes. My husband had yeah. been disabled. I would. Years. Okay. I would combine them only because you have them all in one place. That's only one statement you're getting. So you can kind of okay. see how things are going. And you can then diversify, you know, into different things once you do that. And I would go, you know, I I would combine, I would open up an IRA account uh, somewhere, maybe even if it's a bank, if you don't want to invest and you don't want to, you know, do, you know, any real um, diversification through, through investments, then, uh, but I would combine them into one place just so that you have a handle on it. You know where all they, are, where all of them are, and is, you can begin to uh, diversify the whole pot of money. Is there um, any institution that you re- recommend over another? Or well, I mean, um, one thing you can do is put them in Timothy Plan. It's easy. You can go to timothyplan.com. Um, and I would, you know, I mean, I, that would be one option for you. And okay. you can look at, um, you know, putting some of that in fixed income, their fixed income fund primarily. You can use that okay. and, a, and a couple of their other uh, funds. But that would be a good place. Or you can go to a brokerage like a fidelity.com online and open an account there and they they'll help you roll it over from these various other places. Okay. All right. I thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. All right, Darlene. I'm glad you called. I wish you all the best. God bless. Bye-bye. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, Let me go to Karen. Karen's calling us from Georgia. Hi, Karen. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Question about the 401k. Um, I've been listening to you about what's coming with the markets, um, and I have a substantial amount in my 401k. It's currently with Fidelity. I'm only 57. Is there any way to ensure either that it loses a minimal amount if with the market changes or is there any way I can take some of that out and pay the taxes now? What would you advise? Well, I wouldn't want you to take any of it out now because you got to pay that 10% penalty, not only okay. the taxes but you would be penalized 10% until you're 59 and a half. So I don't know that I would want you to do that, but there are accounts within Fidelity that you could use that would help you um, preserve what you have. So... Uh, that might be something that you'd want to consider. So 
I, and I don't mean totally, there's always going to be a little bit of risk unless you're just in their money market account. But if are you still working now, Karen? Yes, yes. And will you be working another seven or eight years? Or Unfortunately, you know? yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, then, yeah, I mean, I think you don't want to be totally out of the market. You want to look still at some really good, solid um, uh, foundational kinds of things. You could put have a small percentage in um, TPLC. That's a Timothy ETF, TPLC. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that might be a place you could have, if that's all you did, you could have a fair amount in there percentage-wise. Or if it's just part of a diversification along with some individual stocks, but I think you should have about, I, I really believe that you should have 50% of your money at a minimum invested in the markets. But it's really a matter of what you're invested in that's important. Are you in things that are really strong and really solid, things that are going to be, um, you know, okay in just about all, in all types of economic conditions. And that's what you want to look at. You want, you know, you don't want to take the risk with small cap stocks or micro cap, uh, maybe even some sectors that are, that tend to be volatile, uh, healthcare sectors, energy sectors, maybe you stay away from them altogether. But I think you have to be invested. Uh, with at least 50% of your money. Okay. So Fidelity manages everything. Um, So are they trustworthy enough? And I'll take a look at what you've suggested to stay away from. You think they're trusted enough to manage this correctly? Uh, I can't. I, I don't know. I mean, it really depends on who you talk to and what they think is right. Uh, they're not going to manage it biblically responsibly. Uh, they don't probably know how to do that um, and wouldn't care much about doing that. But um, it, it's, it, it's never about where the money is. It's always about what it's in. And mm-hmm. if you have somebody really trustworthy that is putting in the right things, you'll do fine. I would suggest that you look, if you're looking for a manager that can handle it, I would call, I can put you on hold and Darlene can give you a name of somebody. It's the only person I recommend because she follows our system and is is going to be biblically responsible. expressed by Dan are his own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors. Six ten three six three eleven ten six ten. 
363-1110. If you want to cue your call, you're welcome to do that. Let me go to uh, Cliff. Cliff is calling us from Indiana. Hey, Cliff. Hi, Dan. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Thank you. All right. My, my question and comments concern a recent podcast that I heard on Olive Tree Ministries, which, by the way, was also broadcast yesterday on American Family Radio Sunday at uh, 1 o'clock. And uh, this podcast dealt with uh, so-called world leaders, as she referred to as elites, that they are meeting, in, I believe, January 21st and again sometime in May. I believe it was in Geneva or will be in Geneva or Switzerland or something like that. Anyway, she says they're mm-hmm. trying to set up what they call, are calling the Great Reset. Uh, and that reset would be to set up a, a one-world government, a one-world currency. And uh, she indicated this was a prelude to the coming tribulation. Um and she mentioned in there about uh, with the, the, the COVID uh, pandemic that the world is recently experiencing, experiencing that uh, you won't be able to, to get the vaccine or you won't be able to uh, buy anything unless you have uh, a chip implanted in you. And uh, these so-called elites wanted Trump out of the way because he was pro-America and wanted to do everything for America, and he was against everything these people stand for. And it's my understanding that Biden and people on his team or his network are supposedly very involved in this. And my question to you is, what do you know about this? Are you up to speed on it? And why aren't more Christian leaders reporting on this? Well, I know a lot about it. I would submit to you that I know more than most about it, only because I'm an economist. um, And I've looked at this from the lens of an economist as well as someone that is very involved in uh, the theological perspectives of all this. Let me just uh, start by saying that the global reset has been around for 40 years. This is not new. There are people that are just now hearing about it for the first time that think it's new. It's not new. The global world leaders that are meeting are not global world leaders. The global reset that was originally established is by the UN. It's from the UN the worthless organization of the UN. This is not something that has been put out there by a central bank, even a reputable or an unreputable central bank. It's put out there by the UN. It's the only way that the bureaucrats in the UN can stay in existence and try to justify their jobs. Um, What exactly is the reset? Uh, I would want to ask somebody um, what that is. I would want to ask the people that uh, are concerned about this exactly what it is that they are concerned about. You know, the chip that is going to be implanted, if it's the mark of the beast, as some would say, 
then I'm all for it. Why? Because I'm a pre-tribber. And the beast is coming after I'm already raptured and gone. So eh, it has little consequence to me. Now, I could be wrong about being a pre-tribber, and maybe the mid-tribbers are right, or maybe the post-tribbers are right, and we're going to have to live through it. I, we're all going to end up, uh, nobody's really wrong, we're all going to end up at the same place. I'm just talking about my own personal theological perspective on it. Um, there's been electronic currency around since 1956. Uh, That's called a credit card. That's when Diners Club put out the first multi-use credit card. COVID had put that on steroids, this um, um, currency-free um, economies. Look, there is a movement. I talked about it in the first hour of the program. There is an obvious very real movement by globalists. Biden is a globalist. And Biden's whole administration are backing this. Every elite, elite, royal elite politician in America, which is most of the politicians, not all, there's a remnant, most of the politicians, most of the politicians of the world. There is this royal elitist status of being a politician that despised Trump. Trump was going to ruin everything for the, all the ground that the globalists like President Obama have managed to gain here in America. He was going to ruin it. None of these will do, none of these globalist elite will create a, we can call it a reset if we want, I'd rather not, because nobody can adequ adequately explain what the reset is from an economic perspective. I know what the UN thinks it is, but that's not a reset by any stretch of the imagination, uh, th though they call it that. I, but they despised President Trump because none of these, as great as they think all this is, and as much as they, they believe in it and want this to happen, it can't be done without America. So if it's so great, why don't they just go ahead and do it and leave America out of it? Because they can't. They need America's power economically, ingenuity, and inventiveness intellectually, and they need credibility that only America can bring to the table. So they've never had that. They were getting close with Obama. They would have had it under Clinton. And then Trump came along and threw a wrench in the works. Now they are gaining that back. That's why globally there was a participation in fixing this election. Look, they are going to meet. They've been meeting for 40 years. They're going to continue to meet. This time the meeting will have a participant from somebody in the new globalist Biden administration, 
we will be, we know how the story ends. We know there's going to be a one world government. Back in 2009, I wrote a white paper and I wrote articles three times published it, three different times it was published about what is going to usher in the one world government. I said it has to be a one world currency. And I explained why it's going to be so easy to usher in a one world currency and the one world government if you do it under the one world currency model. Nobody ever, the only thing I heard about that from the theologians was I was, I was nuts. It doesn't say that in the Bible. I never said it said that in the Bible. I said what it said in the Bible was a one world government. All I said was what's going to usher it in and it's going to be a one world currency. Now, last, in the middle of this year, or the middle of last year, you know, everybody else now is talking about this. It's been around for 40 years. We have far more things to be concerned about in America than this. This is going to happen. And in Revelation 22 alone, there's three verses that the Lord is saying, it's going to happen quickly. And it, it will once it starts. Is this going to be the start of it? I don't know. Maybe. If it is, and it's of the Lord, it's going to happen quickly. But it's not going to be of a group of men and women that are coming out of the UN of all places. And we have to understand as much as the UN is embraced, it has zero credibility. If you talk to anybody around the world... Uh, away from cameras and news and confidentially, the UN has zero credibility. So it's not coming out of the UN. And maybe there are other groups picking up the reset uh, um, terminology. But all I know is this. The Bible clearly distinguishes what we do know and will know and what we won't know. So I'm not going to speculate on anything other than what the Bible says we do know. We do know that the Lord is going to return and call out his church or call up his church, rapture his church before the great tribulation. That's what I believe, before the great tribulation. And when he comes to do that, it is going to be like a thief in the night. So if we want to predict when the thief is coming, let me know and we can make sure we're all prepared. But I'm going to go with scripture that like every thief in the night, We don't know when he's going to come, and we ought to prepare as if it's going to be tonight and live our life as it's going to be tonight, but maybe prepare like it might be on the position. So anyway, that's all I've got to say about it. I'm not going to get involved in all the conspiracy theories. We will never give away our freedom. We will never abandon our belief in God. Thank you for joining us.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.